Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 275, and I'm going to call it what and how much can I handle? Um, That's the question that I think is a little different these days, um, because we all have to kind of add in just extra stress, extra things that we have never had to consider before in the history of our lives that just kind of can add extra mental stress, which can make it harder to do things. But anyway, or a different situation to assess what it is that we can handle. So now I want to talk about that. I'm going to answer some questions. A couple of things before I do that. I want to make sure you know, if you haven't seen it yet online, that I am part of a group of three who is uh, releasing a course on January 1st called Take Your House Back. Yes. Um, we always get it mixed up. Anyway, it's take your house back and it's takeyourhouseback.com. And there will be links in the show notes as well. And, um, just want to make sure that you know about that. If you are somebody who watches YouTube, um, you probably know I haven't posted a video in a really long time, but, uh, you probably know people called, um, the Clutterbug Cass and, uh, Dawn from the Minimal Mom. We have connected because of you guys. So all three of us have been hearing for several years from you about how the three of us are the three people that you guys follow for this kind of stuff online. And and sometimes other names are mentioned too. I'm not saying it's the only ones. I'm just saying like again and again and again, people say you, Dawn and Cass is what I hear and they hear the same thing. So we ended up connecting and getting to know each other through that. And so we teamed up to do this course, which I think is going to be really helpful. They are actually going to be on the podcast with me next week. And we're going to be talking um, just through some different different things that you can learn. But um, if you don't know them, that'll give you a chance, a little chance to get to know them. Anyway, takeyourhouseback.com. The course is $99. Uh, it is $20 off if you get it before um, January 1st when it starts. So by December 31st. Anyway, um, there's more information there with the code to use. I think it's early bird 20, but double check on the, the page. It's there. Okay, so let's get into talking about what and how much can you handle? All right, so here we go. These are questions from my Patreon group. Um, remember, if you want to know more about being a patron of the show, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash a slob comes clean. Okay, so um, ask some questions of my patrons in our super secret Facebook group and these are some things that went together. Now, looking at them initially, I might not have thought that they went together. But as I started thinking through these questions, I went, you know, that's really all about how much can I handle? Um, so first question, do you have to really go full minimalist to make your house easier to manage? I like having things ready if I need them, especially now, but am I shooting myself in the foot? Okay, so I do not consider myself a minimalist. I don't think anyone would consider myself a minimalist. But instead of thinking minimalism, I 
do think less. Does that make sense? So the clutter threshold, we have talked before about clutter threshold. And ultimately, the answer to all of these questions of what can you handle is your clutter threshold. Now, some of them are going to get a little less into stuff and more into other things. But it comes down to your clutter threshold. So what is your clutter threshold? Well, your clutter threshold, this is a definition made up by me. So it's whatever I say it is, um, is the amount of stuff that you personally can easily keep under control. Okay, so full minimalist. I mean, what does that even mean? You know, I mean, so I was just talking, telling you guys about, you know, doing the stuff with Dawn from Minimal Mom. And she's very practical about all that kind of stuff. And I, I think the issue is that the word minimalism is both appealing and scary, right? Like, there's appeal to it, because you do as you sift through things, or you deal with clutter, you go, you know what? Oh, my goodness, wouldn't it be nice if I just didn't have any stuff, and I didn't have stuff to deal with. And so there's appeal because you see that. But it's also scary because you go, I can't even imagine getting to that point. And I know that minimalism is, it's, I guess you could say it's a trend. You know, it's something that um, a lot of people are embracing in a different way. But to me, the answer is no, you don't have to go full minimalist, whatever that even means. Okay, like you don't have no, nobody is required to get down to three plates, if you've got three people and three glasses, and one pan that you can both use as a skillet and a pasta pot. I don't know, guys, I don't know. I'm just saying, no, (laughs) you don't have to. But what you do have to, sorry, if you want your house to be under control, is to reach your clutter threshold. Okay, so if it scares you to go full minimalism, or even to think of the word minimalism, and that fear of thinking of the word minimalism causes you to go, I can't do that. So I'm not going to do anything. Throw out the word minimalism. I mean, I, here I am saying it like it, I, I don't think of myself as a minimalist. I don't aim toward being a minimalist. It's kind of one of those things where I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally get that. But oh, well, you know, like, it's not something that that is my goal in life. Okay. But here is what is my goal, and is reaching my clutter threshold is staying under my clutter threshold. I didn't know I had a clutter threshold until I reached it. You're not going to know what your clutter threshold is until you reach it. And so let yourself know that that's what you're aiming for, not minimalism. Okay, you are aiming to keep decluttering your house. It's the only way to find your clutter threshold until you find your clutter threshold. Okay, until you get to a point where one day you realize, oh, my house is able to stand or control. Now, here's the thing. Every little bit of stuff that you get out of your house. Okay, even if to someone else, your house looks like it has tons of stuff in it. Every little bit of stuff that you get out of your house for you personally, that is going to make your house less overwhelming. It's going to make it easier to live in because you're going to be able to find the things you need to find, do what you need to do, have the space, blah, blah, blah. Because of that, 
you might get to the point where minimalism is a little more appealing. Okay, that that was my thing. I just loved my stuff. Okay, but I also didn't like the state that my home was constantly in. And so I decluttered, I got rid of a little bit. And I went, Oh, I like my house a little bit better. Well, that motivates me to get rid of a little bit more. Oh, wow. Okay, my house is getting easier to live in. Wow. Okay, so I'm going to get rid of a little bit more. And so it, it started to change how I thought of things. Now, I have a very low clutter threshold compared to others. Yours, which would, for me to just say, you probably have a low clutter threshold if your house is under control. I'm not going to say that because you might just be a little over it and you, you could keep it under control if you just got rid of some of your stuff. So I have to tend a little more toward minimalism than maybe some other people would. Does that make sense? But I'm still not minimalist. But because I have learned, wow, it's easier and easier and easier for me to keep my house under control when I have less stuff in it, it motivates me more and makes me go, okay, well, minimalism doesn't look as scary and awful as it used to, even though I'm never actually going to get to what other people would call minimalism. Do you see what I'm saying? So no, the answer is no, you do not have to go full minimalist. Um, The other thing too, is the container concept, you know, and that's where I will say, if you want your house to be under control, you do have to live within the limits of the space that you actually have, which is the container concept. Mm, okay. And that may, may mean, no, you, you can't keep everything that you have because it simply does not fit in the space that you have available to put it in. Let's talk about one of today's sponsors, ButcherBox. How easy and convenient is it to have meat just show up right at your door? To never be worried about having something to cook because you know your freezer is stocked with high quality meat? You guys, I personally know that not everyone has local access to high quality meat. Luckily, today's sponsor, ButcherBox, believes everyone deserves high quality, humanely sourced meat delivered straight to you. ButcherBox is a no brainer. It's the best meat shipped right to my door, which means one less trip to the grocery store. Options like 100% grass fed and finished beef, free range organic chicken, heritage pork, wild caught Alaskan salmon, and sugar nitrate free bacon. It's the way meat should be. You guys, there is nothing better than it showing up on my front door, being able to take it out of the box, already frozen, already packaged, and stick it straight into my freezer. Plus, ButcherBox is the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised meat. With ButcherBox, you get the highest quality meat around for just $6 a meal. And they even have free shipping nationwide, except for Alaska and Hawaii. You guys, here's the really exciting part. Bacon for Life is back. Right now, new members can get Bacon for Life when they sign up. Just go to butcherbox.com slash slob. That's a package of free bacon in every box for the life of your subscription when you go to butcherbox.com slash slob. All right, next question. I can totally identify with this. The hero complex. Okay, I'm just reading this the way it's written. And sometimes it's just like a thought as opposed to a question. Anyway, the hero complex and identity of our project brain being the one who has all the things, that's all capitalized, how to shift that mindset. My mom always has everything and her house is full. I'm trying to get away from that. However, I like being the one that people turn to for those random items. Uh, Okay, Um, that's 
A-H-H, and that's my dramatic interpretation. Oh, okay. Because if it was like A-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H, I would have been like, ah, but it was only two H's. So I was like, ah, got it. Okay. Um, response comment. Okay. So there was another comment on under this one. It said, I struggle with this too. I think this is a common problem for a lot of us. My three-year-old grandson, this is her talking. I do not have a three-year-old grandson, needed cold weather wear. And I still had the kids, toddler snowsuits and the youngest was 10. My family knows if you need something, ask mom. She probably has one or two or three. Now here's the thing. I get this. And if you guys have read my books, available wherever books are sold, com slash book, you know my stories about that. And you probably know them from the podcast too. But anyway, um, that is my mom. If you need anything, my mom has it. If you need costume pieces, if you need fabric, if you need craft supplies, whatever, it comes down to her clutter threshold. She can have it and her house stays under control. She knows where it is. She can find it. She can get to it. Um, She puts it back when you return it. Um, Thankfully, she doesn't get too upset when you never return it. But anyway, that she has a high clutter threshold. And, And part of this is that, well, all of this probably is learning to accept who I am, how I operate, how I function, as opposed to the person I wish I was. Okay, like I and I get it because I was the theater arts teacher, which means I had all kinds of random stuff in my house. All right. Now, as I did my decluttering, I gave myself permission. I have one spot in the garage that has theater stuff in it. Okay, I've got four tubs stacked on top of each other. And I kept my most interesting thing, usable, quirky theater type costuming prop items that I thought I just can't imagine getting rid of this. Do you know what I haven't even looked in in quite a few years, even though I have directed multiple plays in that time? Those four tabs. I mean, now, that's just my personal experience. You may be different. Okay. But I think that all of this comes down to what can you handle And it comes down to the container concept. Those two things go together, okay? If you are living over your clutter threshold, if you have more stuff than will fit in your house and allow you to be able to get to it, use it, live and function the way you need to around it, if you have more stuff than that, then you're going to be very frustrated with your home. And does that take over The good feelings, you know, is that bigger than the good feelings that you have when you get to be the hero and save the day? Okay. The other thing I will tell you is I am still me, even though I don't have everything everybody could need to decorate every random weird situation that they get an idea to decorate. Okay. Like I used to be that person. I used to be like, Oh, you need cowboy boots. I've got 30 pairs. I'm not that person anymore. And I'm still super fun and interesting. (laughs) But, but I'm still me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that was a big part of the issue for me or what I felt in this issue was like, but I like being that person. Well, the reality is none of us stay the same person our entire lifetimes. And I think it can be harder for a lot of us who collected things 
for the person that we thought we were going to be, or we thought we were becoming, or, hey, I liked having 30 pairs of cowboy boots when they needed cowboy boots. So let me grab these 15 boxes of antique horseshoes. This is me coming up with random stuff. Um, in case somebody ever needs that one day, because then I could be the person with the 15 boxes of antique horseshoes, you know, and, and so we collective for that. But the reality is, in all sorts of different life situations, we morph and we change, you know, I mean, I'm still the same core person that I was when I was single and carefree and traveling to New Zealand with my friends over spring break and blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, I'm still that core of that person. But my life looks different because I moved into a different phase of life. I got married and I was a teacher and then I was, you know, had young kids. And now I'm, you know, I mean, it's, it's just this accepting that life is going to change and it's never going to hit this point of, oh, okay, this is who I am and what I can expect for the rest of my life. I've, I've pretty much given up on that, but it's not a bad thing to give up on that. Instead, it's like, oh, Okay, well, that was never realistic. And so I'm gonna embrace the next phase that comes up. Because let me tell you, it was like, okay, my kids are teenagers. I think maybe this is the final stage of parenting. You guys who have older kids, you're laughing at me right now. Because even though I knew better, you still think that way. Well, now I have an adult kid who is in college. And I'm like, oh, well, this is its own whole new stage of parenting. Like where you have gotten used to working from home and and being by yourself and being able to concentrate. And so you take on a book contract and then everybody has a virtual learning day on the day you thought you were gonna get a lot of writing done. I mean, it's just like life is that way. I mean, if anything, I mean, 2020 has slapped us all in the face with that. So let's just take it. And let's go with it and go, well, this was reality anyway, that life was never completely in our control, and it was always going to change. And so let's just embrace who we are. And so I think you're still going to be a fun person, even if you're not the person that they can call on for all their quirky needs of things that they would never think to store in their house. Okay. You know, even if you're just the quirky person who laughs about how you used to have that kind of stuff, you know, anyway. And then there's the container con, you know, it's what can you handle? You know, you can be the quirky person who says, well, I have a clutter threshold. And I realized that I was over it. So I couldn't keep that stuff anymore, whatever, be that person. And then tell them about my books. But the container concept, you know, I mean, it all comes down to that. If you have room to store the snowsuits for grandchildren, okay, but you don't have to. And if you don't have the room, then you can't. You see what I'm saying? Also sponsoring this episode is BetterHelp. We're talking a lot about accepting your unique self and your unique circumstances and doing what needs to be done. If you're struggling with your mental health, there is help. Check out BetterHelp. BetterHelp allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor from home in a safe and private online environment. This means you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. BetterHelp has U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, though I do want to be clear, it is not a crisis line. 
Your struggles may be different from the ones that your neighbors are facing. Through BetterHelp, you have access to broad expertise in the network so you can address your unique needs. You're not limited to what's available in your local area. The service is even available for clients worldwide. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash clean. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash clean. Okay, along with this, I think I've kind of already answered this one a little bit. Anyway, how do you know? Well, maybe not. How do you know if you need to try a little harder or if you've bitten off more than you can chew? You talk about a clutter threshold. She says, genius. Is there a project threshold too? I'm trying to decide if the job I want is too much or if we can sustain it. This is tough. I mean, because I don't know any details here. I don't know what you can handle. Um, I don't know if this is something where I'm going to take this job and this is changing our life forever, or I'm going to take something on and get through it. I will just say that your clutter threshold may be different at times of different stress. Okay. And yes, there is a project threshold. What can you handle? So, you know, maybe you can handle different kinds of projects at different times in your life. You know, I am one to always be very hesitant in taking new things on. Sometimes I think this is a good quality and sometimes it's a bad quality because sometimes I miss out on things because I'm so like, oh, let me be careful about committing to that. But my, my thing I like to do, which is not always possible, is like, okay, let me take on a small part of that. Let me commit to, you know, what's the minimum that I can commit to, to try out and see if this would actually work and function for us, you know, be be possible for us. So yeah, there is a clutter threshold. Um, and again, it depends on where you are in your life. You know, for me right now, um, I've taken on some kind of projects, you know, not kind of projects, real projects with deadlines and all that kind of stuff um, that I couldn't have done when my kids were younger. But because I've got drivers, you know, my son is home from college. Um, they have a longer Christmas break because they were done at Thanksgiving and they're going back a little bit later in January. You know, I mean, that kid is running errands for me like nobody's business because I can do that. You know, so it allows me to take on something bigger. But I think it's that, you know, we have energy thresholds and we have project thresholds. We have like, what what can my brain put together? And And maybe you know, it's a one in one out thing. If you're going to take on this job, will it allow for you to get help? Maybe, you know, I know there are services now, there's a lot of people, you know, creating their own their own business in this the midst of this crazy economy right now. But, you know, maybe it's something where you take on this job, and you go, okay, if I'm going to take this job on, then I'm going to ask my friend, who I love the way she cooks, and she needs a little bit extra money. If I can pay her to cook three meals a week for me, you know, and deliver them, or maybe I can, you know, hire somebody to come in and clean every other week. Because 
if you are already feeling at capacity just with the stuff that you're getting done now, then taking on another project without letting something else go, you know, it's that same one in one out thing of your energy, your mental ability to handle it all and juggle it all. So it's like, if I bring in this new thing, what am I going to be able to let go of? You know, and if the job won't cover that, then then maybe that's your answer for right now. I don't know. Um, but that's a tough one. Because you know, I don't know all the details there. I do love telling people what to do. But anyway, but I also am like, Oh, don't take my advice and let it change your course of your life or anything like that. Okay, here's another one. What to keep on kitchen counters? It's a big problem for me was the question. Okay, so it comes down to what can you handle? <laughs> you know, what is your clutter threshold? At what point does it start to become invisible to you and just be an excuse to shove other stuff up next to it? Okay. But let's talk about going from the actual decluttering process. Okay. So if you are feeling like, oh, my kitchen counters have too much stuff on them, we'll go through the, the decluttering steps on your kitchen counters so that you're not just kind of letting it be this overall kind of generalish mass of stuff that makes you feel overwhelmed and you're actually identifying what's really there. So remove any trash. You know, is there, oh, wait, this bottle of olive oil that I bought at Costco is actually, it only has one teaspoon of oil left in it. Okay. And I could easily use that tonight and throw it away, you know, or whatever. Oh, there's actually two bottles of Costco olive oil because I bought the new one knowing I was almost out of this one. And I put it up here next to the old one. And now I've got two huge bottles, you know, so it's stuff like that. Look for the trash first. What, what can you get out of there? It's always good to take pictures of the process. You can kind of start to see, or so you can really go back and go, I made a big difference just by looking for trash and getting rid of trash. And then look for easy stuff. Okay, see if there's anything that's on your kitchen counter that has blended in that has suddenly or that has ended up becoming part of the scenery that you're like, Oh, wait, that actually goes somewhere else. Why is that here? You know, I've been looking at it for six months. And yet if I was looking for it, it would never occur to me that it was on the kitchen counter because it just never registered that it was there, you know, so to look for easy stuff. Anything that's just like, Oh, wait, you know, look for your duh, look for your yeah, I've never used this thing that so-and-so bought me for Christmas. Go ahead and stick that in a donate box. And then go through and ask yourself the decluttering questions. You know, where would I look for this first? Make sure it's something that you would actually look for on the kitchen counter, as opposed to, I would actually look for it over here if it wasn't on the kitchen counter. Like I had a plate, you know, or whatever. And just work through the process and, you know... If it's driving you crazy for stuff to be there, then ask yourself the question, where would I look for this first if my kitchen counter was clear? And then if there's a spot for it there, put it there. And if there's not a spot for it there, but you really want to put it there, say, okay, then what in this spot where I would look for it first if my kitchen counters were clear, what in this spot could I get rid of easily without any kind of angst or questions? You know, what's a duh or easy stuff or trash or whatever in this thing? that I can get rid of to make room to put that there. So kind of work through the regular steps, but also just ask yourself, you know, I mean, like in the consolidating part of the container of the make it fit step, I mean, that can make you go, wait a minute, do I really need a blender and a food processor? I'm asking myself this right now. 
you know, do I actually need that? Oh, wait, I've, I've got three different bottles of vitamin B complex out on my counter because one of them made my stomach hurt and the other one made me gag every time, you know, whatever. I mean, so it's stuff like where you go, oh, these are the ones that I actually take. And so just that consult going through the regular decluttering process there will help. Um, As far as what to keep out there, I would say things that you use on a regular basis that you need to be able to get to quickly Um, and whatever you can visually handle. It's, it's really up to you. Okay. Sometimes I go, is that going to be at all what people wanted to hear? I don't know. Um, last question. At what point is there a legitimate need, need is in all caps, to call in for help to tackle getting home, getting a home to a safe, clean, habitable state? Okay. So I, I get where this is coming from. And I get this. This is a legitimate, real question. Okay. First thing I want to say is there is no magical solution. Okay. Like, like there is no magical solution. Um, if there was a magical solution, my mother would have been that magical solution for me a lot of different times in my life, meaning she would come in, she would clean everything up, she would get it all organized. But the reality was, she wasn't me. And so she didn't want to, there were a lot of things that could have been gotten rid of if I had followed my decluttering process that I now have created that she didn't get rid of because at the time, do you want this? Well, of course I want this. Or she didn't know for sure if it was something that I adored. And so she would just find a place to, you know, put it and organize it and do all that. So even having someone come in and do it for you is not magical. And yet there is value in it. Okay. So it ultimately comes down to what can you handle? Okay. I recommend, and obviously this is somebody who's in the patron group. You know, me, you know, my, the person asking the question knows me, knows my strategies, most likely has read my books, all that kind of stuff. So you might be at this point, but I'm talking just for everybody in general listening. If you are just flat out overwhelmed, and you haven't personally tried to tackle it and figure it out, it might, how do I say this? It might not be the best idea for you to start with that, okay? With calling somebody to come in and do it. Because here's the thing, even like 1-800-GOT-JUNK or other, um, you know, companies like that. So I have interviewed them at one point, or I, I don't remember. But even people, you know, companies like that, that yes, they come and haul your junk away. And all you have to do is point and tell them what to take. You still have to be ready to point. You know what I mean? Like, they're doing the taking away. They're not doing the decision making. And the decision making can be where you may fight against somebody, you know, so it's like, I know I've heard a lot of stories from you guys who had people come in your home and it, and you either they left and you just wanted to hold on to your stuff all the more. Or, you know, so so what I'm saying is, be aware that those things that are going to be helpful, are going to be more helpful. If you have done work ahead of time. Okay. Also, if you are asking this question, you know, you, you didn't already call. If you're asking this question, the first thing I would say to do 
would be pick up a black trash bag, start in the most visible space in your home and start throwing away trash. Just doing that is going to be a reality check on your home. It's going to make you look at and assess things that maybe you've been purposely ignoring for who knows how long. Okay. So looking at your spaces realistically, actively removing trash, just say, I'm just going to throw away trash. Do your dishes today. Like as you're listening to this podcast, I know it's almost over, but do your dishes today and then do them again tomorrow and then do them again the next day. And if you forget the next day, then do them again the day after that. You know, start working on those habits. Start to do the things that you've learned from me. If this is the first time you've ever listened to my podcast, you can go back to other podcasts or get my books. You know, how to manage your home without losing your mind is all about the very basic habits going from I am completely overwhelmed. I've got too much stuff. The house is a disaster. I don't know how it continually gets this way to, oh, I get it now. Okay. Like it will talk you through that process. Get the audiobook. Since you're already used to listening to me, get the audiobook and start doing your dishes while you listen to the audiobook. Decluttering at the speed of life is um, all about decluttering. Okay. So listen to it while you declutter and see what you can do. Because here's the thing it's hard. But it's not usually quite as hard as you think it's going to be. See what I'm saying? And that that's the thing is because I was so overwhelmed and all my strategies are created from working through my own stuff, I had to figure out how to make progress even though I was overwhelmed. So that, go ahead, okay? See what kind of, even if you only get a little bit done and then you say, I'm ready to bring somebody in, you are going to be so much more ready for that, if you have started working and started getting a much more realistic view of what it's going to involve to get your house under control. Just just simply like, if you remove the trash, let's say you start at their most visible space, you walk through your house with a black trash bag, and you get to the point where you have 15 bags of trash, which I'm not saying, oh my word, someone might have 15 bags of trash. I'm saying like, yeah, you might have 15 bags of trash. But for one thing, you're going to save a whole lot of money because you're not paying somebody else to come help you throw away 15 bags of trash. You've already done it. You're also going to have a really realistic idea of that was a lot of work just to get through Dana's step one. And so I'm going to appreciate the help that they give and maybe resist them a little bit less than I would have otherwise. Okay. So Or you might go, okay, that made a huge difference just throwing away 15 bags of trash. All right, I am less overwhelmed in my house. I'm going to move on to her step two. I'm going to start in those visible spaces, which I mean, you know, obviously you work through these steps in individual spaces on their own or do it over your whole house. I don't care, but do whatever you would do. But, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to start in that visible space and I'm going to identify the easy stuff and take it to its home. And, you know, I mean, like, okay, I think I think I can do this. Okay, it really did make a difference to do a little bit to do one step. I'm going to start on step two. Okay, I'm going to move on. I'm gonna start asking those decluttering questions. So it's really what can you handle? If you are unable physically to to do this now here, here's what I want to say, and please don't take this the wrong way. But first of all, prove to yourself whether or not you're physically capable of making a difference. Okay, whatever, like wherever you are right now, if you have access to a trash bag or anything to put trash in, a 
Amazon box, whatever, throw away trash. Okay. And see, oh, wait, I was able to make an actual dent just by throwing away trash. Like I was able to make an actual impact. Take those before pictures so you can prove to yourself that you made a difference or not. But you know, even if you feel like physically, I'm never going to be able to do all of this, prove to yourself what you can and can't do. Okay. I I know that, I mean, I hear from people all the time with chronic illness, chronic pain, chronic fatigue, who say, okay, this method works for me because I can step away at any time when I get tired. And I've actually made a difference. I've never made it worse and more overwhelming than it was before. It's always less overwhelming. Even if I only threw away three things, I've made three things in the trash worth of progress. Okay, so prove it right or wrong. Okay, prove me wrong. That's fine. But by doing that, you're going to know, oh, maybe I could spend three weeks taking, you know, not exhausting myself, not wearing myself out and sending myself into a, you know, a relapse or whatever, but just literally doing a small amount, but in this method that lets me only make progress. You know, I I listed off your steps when I was talking about the stuff on the kitchen counter. These are the same steps, you know, trash first, easy stuff. I'm going to follow these steps and I'm going to see what I can do on my own. And then at the end of three weeks, I will you know, reassess and go, okay, I think I could keep going little by little and really make an impact until I got to the big stuff that I really can't physically do. Or maybe you go, okay, that I've barely made a dent. I can't do this. I do need help, but give it a shot. Okay. Find out what your, your threshold is. All right. I hope this was helpful. Um, just another reminder about takeyourhousebackcom Um, it will be in the show notes. Cass and Dawn and I, you guys, we laughed a lot, like a lot. So I think you're going to love it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, I really, I mean, like as we were working on it, I was like, this is, this is really going to be helpful. So anyway, um, go to takeyourhouseback.com and find out more about that. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.